Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 44 of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. This episode is for the month of June 2022. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Brian Reynolds, Vice President of Marketing for Episcopal Retirement Services, and I'm here with Kristen Davenport, our Director of Communications. How are you, Kristen? Brian, it's great to be here back on our podcast. Um, I always enjoy the topics that we cover, which um, are just get better and better every month, it just seems. Yep, it's summer, it's jam-packed with activity, so lots to talk about uh, this month. So the Linkage podcast is dedicated to educating our audience about issues regarding aging, informing people about the mission of ERS and how that comes to life in our everyday interactions with residents, clients, families, and staff members. So Kristen, again, we've got an exciting show today. You want to tell us what, what we've got coming up? Brian, we really do. We have three awesome guests with us. Um, This week, uh, I checked in with our um, director of the Center for Memory Support and Inclusion, Mm -hmm. Shannon Braun. Uh, We had plenty to talk about, including um, June is the Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, uh, a time when we take special time to think about um, those living with Alzheimer's or dementia. And uh, we, you got together with uh, one of our residents from Debris House, Mike Mm -hmm. Krug. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing from Mike. And then of course, we're going to check in um, with our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. You and Laura sat down to get an update on what's happening around ERS for June. Absolutely. So great show on tap with that. You want to kick us off and introduce our first guest? Yes. So um, I uh, got to catch up with Shannon Braun uh, this week, and uh, we had lots to talk about. Um, uh, Many activities happening um, with uh, the Center for Memory Support and Inclusion. So here's Shannon. Welcome, Shannon, to the podcast. Um, so happy to have you on in June, which is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. I'm sure not news to you, but um, maybe to some of our listeners it is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Always happy to be here, Kristen. Thank you. Well, you know, we've had some really um great things happening with the Center for Memory Support and Inclusion lately. And I wanted to have you back on as a guest so that you and I could talk about some of those. Um, So let's get started. Um, I know that um, you've had a very successful program going on right now, which involves ballroom dancing. Um, So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, it's been a really neat program. So um, ERS in partnership with the Giving Voice Foundation has been offering ballroom dancing classes. Um, We have a wonderful instructor named Mary Ramirez Cook, and uh, she has a dance studio in Sharonville. And um, it's really the first time we've done a program like this before. We have in the past focused on art and music and movement kind of things like yoga, but nothing um, kind of as formal of a dancing situation than, than ballroom dancing. But it's been really successful and a lot of fun. And um, the participants have really gotten a 
a kick out of it too. So it's been three Wednesdays of classes and then um, Saturday the 25th is our um, our showcase party. So people are inviting their friends and family and to come check out their new dancing skills. Well, I loved hearing that you were offering this program. It really brought a smile to my face, not because I'm a great dancer, but just because watching ballroom dancing always <laughs> looks like so much fun. And um, we're going to go ahead and post some of the photos that you um, took. Uh, and maybe we'll get some more from the showcase this weekend yes. um, because it just looks, it just looks like great fun. It, it's been a lot of fun. I, I think it's, it's really a great opportunity for people with dementia and their care partners to just have some carefree fun together, get out, meet other people, um, do something that's a little out of the ordinary, out of their routine. Um, it just brings needed fun to the day. That is for sure. Um, you know, I hope it's something that catches on. Maybe it's something you could offer again in the future. I really hope so too. We've had a uh, great response and the volunteers that have been helping us and teaching us all the dances have been phenomenal. And it really has been heartwarming for me to meet all these people and they're so passionate and they're so willing to share and they're so patient. So I'm really hopeful that we will be able to offer it again in the future. What a gift that those folks can share that talent because not everyone's a dancer. <laughs> exactly. You are being able to share that with someone. That's, that's really special. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Um, we wrote a blog recently just about how important it is for anyone, especially for folks that are living with Alzheimer's or dementia, to stay socially engaged. Um, and I know you've got a few other examples of just why it's so important for people to keep on socializing. Exactly. It's so true. I think, you know, something that we've all learned over the last couple of years is really the impact of isolation and how um, that can really affect all areas of our lives. And the truth of the matter is that folks that have dementia and people who care for them um, can become increasingly more isolated as the disease progresses. It's harder to predict what might happen when you leave the house and when you interact with other people. So it becomes more comfortable and feels safer to stay in. Um, but the reality is that interacting with other people and staying socially engaged is just as important for brain health as a healthy diet and regular exercise. Wow. Um, it's really important for the brain and it's really important for just, um, you know, having a good frame of mind as well. Yeah. And I think that might be surprising to some, or maybe it, you know, if you, if you think about it, stop and think about it for a minute, you know, we'll all recognize the effects of COVID, you know, had on us, our mood and, and being able to stay resilient. It was tough. And for people that live with Alzheimer's or dementia, they're experiencing that type of isolation all the time. Exactly. It's all given us a newfound respect for what it really takes and um, what a what a toll it can take to, to be so isolated. So, it, you know, it, it takes special um, interest in getting out and special occasions to make it happen, which is why I'm so grateful for the opportunity to partner with other organizations and offer social engagement opportunities 
Um, once you give something a try and you realize, wow, that went okay. And maybe I can try something else. Or I really met great people at this function. Maybe I'll see them again at the next thing. So yeah, we've, we've been able to offer programs at um, the Contemporary Arts Center, which has been really exciting, um, offering those music and movement programs through Creative Connections have been really great. Um, and it's really heartening to see people um, be themselves and uh, feel engaged in a part of the community again. That is great news, Shannon. Thanks for being our guest again today. And we will have you back on soon because there's always more to talk about and there's always new things that um, the Center for Memory Support and Inclusion is doing to support people in Cincinnati who are living with Alzheimer's or dementia. And let's not forget their care partners. So thank you, Shannon. You're very welcome. Happy to be back and to share all that's going on, the exciting things going on in the community. Well, it's always wonderful to hear from Shannon Kristen and, and, you know, she is so embedded in the community and offers so many great opportunities for caregivers and their loved ones, uh, those living with Alzheimer's and dementia. So I really appreciated that, that interview. Yes. Um, it was wonderful to touch base. Um, we've been, um, talking about, um, all the things that she's doing. I love, um, this new program that, that Shannon has spearheaded in the community, um, celebrating, um, those, you know, social connections that we need to have with a brand new activity, um, delving into ballroom dancing for, um, those living with dementia and their care partners. And uh, it was really, really successful. And uh, they celebrated um, their, uh, their lessons uh, with a show. And that was just wonderful to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, she's so embedded into the community, like I mentioned before, and, and whether it's the Anderson Senior Center or finding partnerships out in the community to, to support our community members. Um, she's really a great resource for so many. And she's been a good partner of ours in helping collaborate with content on our website. Um, we've got a lot of great resources, blogs, information out there that I know you've been working on with Shannon. So uh, much more to come on that as well. Absolutely. Well, next up, Brian, um, let's meet Mike Krug from Dupree House. So I'm here with uh, Mike Krug, who is a uh, now a resident at Dupree and has been a longtime uh, person that's been involved with Fiscal Retirement Services, going from a family member and a board member in the past, including some time as the chairman of the board. Hi, Mike. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing okay. Great. Great. Well, it's it's so fun to have you on our podcast. I know you and I have always shared a lot of, uh, uh, sh I guess, shared experiences being Walnut Hills graduate yeah. uh, graduates and uh, always reminiscing. Don't reminisce bring up our... golf. Don't bring up <laughs> golf. Okay, but anyway. Right, 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 yeah. right. So thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to start with, you, you know, how you got involved in the organization. I know it goes back to the 1970s and having a family member at Marjorie P. Lee. Yeah. Well, at that point, uh, my grandmother, who was about 90, 
felt she needed some more support and I was mm -hmm. her only um, relative here. So she asked mm -hmm. me if I could take her to some places and well, we got to Marjorie P. Lee and that was all we needed to see. We, we knew right. it, I knew it was a great place. I hadn't spent a lot of time there, but mm -hmm. she had a wonderful experience. And by the time she was 99 and very near uh, uh, passing away, she said mm -hmm. to me one day, um, you know, Mike, I actually, you know, Michael. <laughs> um, <You're right. laughs> uh, I never expected to make another best friend. And that wow. was significant to me because she, she had lived in Chicago. Her husband mm -hmm. brought her to Cincinnati with his, when he was needed to go there with his business. So mm -hmm. she'd lost all of her friends in, in that place. And then mm -hmm. she outlived all of the friends she'd made here until right. she came to uh, Dupree. So that's when, that's when it all started. And uh, mm -hmm. a few months after uh, she was settled in and doing well, um, I was asked to um, help the board create a strategic plan. It was kind of an, uh, something they hadn't been doing. I'm mm -hmm. proud to say they did a great job and they've been doing uh -huh. uh, strategic plans, updating all the way <laughs> uh, for uh, all these years. That's why we're in right. such good shape. Right. Um, then uh, that led to being asked if I would uh, be on the board and in fact, uh, chair the board. And mm -hmm. uh, I said that um, I would, provided that Dick Harrison would be the financial mm -hmm. guy, because that was not my greatest strength. And right. yes, uh, you ask Molly, who lives here, and, and you can learn mm -hmm. more about Dick. He was a wonderful guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, later as, uh, uh, was asked to be the chairman of the board. and serving with me was uh, Noel Horn, who is yep. going to be moving in right across from my front right. door. Isn't so, that something? It, you know, the, it keeps on working. Right. <laughs> I also right. do some work with Joy Blang, and uh, mm -hmm. as she helps Cincinnati's, Cincinnatians understand this, agree to support, right what we have right. here and that's been very fulfilling yeah yeah you've helped so generously with your time yeah. and our our foundation's efforts to raise money and, and uh, well and you you've uh, touched a lot a lot of parts of our our business and and what did you find fulfilling about the time that you were able to give as a board member and well as a family I, I, I'm just going to say it this way. I've said to many people, uh, I've worked with a number of not-for-profits when I retired from Procter & Gamble. And I have said repeatedly, the finest one in the city is this one. Yeah. Episcopal Retirement Services. It's just the board is strong. They're, they're bright people. The staff is terrific. We, the people who live here, it's just, uh, that's just how I feel about it.
So right. a, a few months ago, when we decided mm, maybe it's uh, we'd rather move when we're still healthy and can uh, you know, uh, but we know we're getting up there. So yeah, you um, you, you know you spent a lot of. Uh, you know, quality time as a board member and seeing how well run this organization is. And then when it came time for you to to to, to want to uh, look into a place to live for your retirement, um, you chose to prehouse. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. It's kind of funny too. Uh, our last home was on Observatory Avenue. We were there for about 40 years. Mm -hmm. Up the street was the Nodal family, who we never knew, but right. they became very close friends. Well, here we are. Right. <laughs> we now live directly above the Nodals. They are right. just the floor under us. Right. right same, uh, you know, so that's been kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so full circle, you're seeing many of the board members of the past as fellow yeah. residents now. Yeah, so what, exactly. So what were so, some of um, your considerations as you were, you know, deciding to whether to move into Dupree House or stay in your home? I'm sure you went through that consideration. Well, what, I'll tell you, the only things that had the slightest concern behind them, because I've known the organization, I've been in and out of the places, mm -hmm. I wondered what would all these people be like, the ones I don't know here, never right. met, what, what are they like? And what's the food going to be like? I hope not a high school, you know, cafeteria. Cafeteria, right. Well, <laughs> hey, here, here was our first experience when we'd signed everything, we were just doing some arrangements um, um, about moving. And we're right. sitting in that little office area uh, mm -hmm. that's on the second floor. Yep. Uh, for first floor. I'm still new. Uh, <laughs> seven people in about a half an hour's time wow. invited us to their place for a drink. And then we'll go down and... Um, you know, have dinner. We were absolutely blown away. These people introduced right. themselves. They had the, you know, the, the um, uh, bio sheets. That, that, so they were looking and said, oh, you must be the crooks. <laughs> and they had that paper right there. So anyway, right. and then we, of course, we had dinner and that blew the other slight wondering eye that I had it was it was of course wonderful as they always yeah. are yeah so um anyway um yeah it's the been food. a wonderful thing and I the only thing I'm feeling sad about has has to do with the people who lived here in the height of the um the, the COVID mm -hmm. and and Laura Lamb, who's, uh, you know, the head of the organization, having to enforce really tough standards in order to keep people healthy and, and, a, a, and, and in order for this organization to be still considered, you know, top of the list. And right. uh, we're, we're, we're 
there through that horrible section, we've had a few uh -huh. days and weeks and what we whine a little bit about it, but we honestly, it's wonderful, the result in terms of our health. So, yeah. Yeah, what, what, what are the, some of the things that you've been impressed with in the leadership over you know, the many years, whether you were involved in the board and, or maybe now yeah. as a yeah. resident? Well, when I think about the board, uh, there were people on that board always who understood uh, medicine and mm -hmm. understood care for older people. Mm -hmm. We also had when the when the healthcare, you know, healthcare is a very complex thing to finance. It's oh my God, the regulations are not. Well, we happen to have a wonderful lawyer who knew how to to um, uh, keep us in the, the right lanes, and right. and we were we just were great on that. Mm -hmm. But just the the. The feel of the place when you, even from the time when my grandmother moved in, when you walk in and people are smiling, they're obviously enjoying mm -hmm. each other. It's just, uh, it's just one of those wonderful things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I, I guess what lends to that, this is hot off the presses, but we, um, Episcopal Retirement Services was just named a top workplace for the 13th straight year. Yeah. And, and as you talk, you know, people are happy. It's almost yeah. like a, a family amongst a family yeah. here. So how was how that uh, experience, you know, now that you're on the other side, come, come to fruition? I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, all I can say is we are totally, totally at home. It's a new right. home. It's a little bit smaller. We love it. We love the people. The food's good. The programming, yeah. I, I, there's several of the things that I like to go to regularly. And um, mm -hmm. it's just been great. It's very clear that the, the staff uh, is doing everything they can to make this a, a good experience. And the, mm -hmm. the people we meet the same way. They're, they're wanting everybody to be having a good time. It's just great. Right. So so you've been able to, to, to link up with old friends and make new friends in this time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So well, and you couldn't dig out a negative from me. That's, that's the one way. They're just, we don't have a negative. Right. Uh, right, well, and have you had any chance to enjoy like the wellness facilities, take use of the pool or? or you know, I haven't been to the pool yet, and I, I, I'm wanting to, and, uh, but I, 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 I love the exercise. We have some trainers that are terrific, and we, excuse me, we don't miss that. And, um, yeah, I think, I think you said you take part in the weekly Zoom exercise uh, when it's available. Yeah, uh, they are just terrific, and um, we need to do that. Uh, we have an outside uh, a place we go to as well, so we were able to uh, come up with six days of exercise a week. And wow. I know uh, exercise isn't 
sort of the number one thing that is helpful when you're when you're 82 is going on. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's the basics. Get get exercise, eat well, sleep well. Yeah, yeah. Um, all important things to, to maintain your health. So, so Mike, I, I just want to maybe end on this one one last question. Yeah. For, for those that are considering, you know, a move to a Dupree House or a Marjorie P. Lee or even our Episcopal Church home down in Louisville, what, what advice would you give them? Well... I've had a lot of questions from my buddies about that. Actually, like, why are yeah. you why are you leaving your house? Well, right. Uh, you stay too long, and then the move is excruciating, and you're you're mm -hmm. not really ever able to get into things. Right, and that's something that uh, a, a previous person passed on to me. They mm -hmm. wish they'd come in a little earlier. They would have become a part of things more easily. Right. So that was one. That was uh, one thing. But basically, you know, we both have our problems in health, and mm -hmm. it's great to know that if one of them, you know, one of those problems popped, <laughs> right. why there are people right here who know what to do and what the next steps are. And, and at the same time, we feel like we're in this wonderful group of people, so many talented, bright people that have done interesting things, yeah. that it's just, uh, what's not to like? I mean, there's not, there, it, I just couldn't come up with it. Right, yeah, so, so really that peace of mind and kind of enjoying life at its fullest with the community yep. people. Yep. Exactly. Well, Mike, thank you so much for, for sharing your kind of history and yeah. your experience at Dupree House. We, we will definitely have to check in with you here in the near future to, to see how things are going. <laughs> well, thank you. Honestly, thank you for asking. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to, to tell my fellow residents how we're how well we're getting along just as they are and wow. all of this we carry over to the my buddies that i meet you know every friday for lunch <laughs> they get an earful right. i can tell you <laughs> okay thanks so much yeah thank you mike brian it was great to hear from mike he is just a guy that has an infectious smile i always get um, a great smile from him when I see mm -hmm. him and his wife, Kathy, around a pre-house. Yeah, I was really looking forward to this interview. He has always been so gracious and welcoming to me since I became a part of this organization. Uh, as a fellow Walnut Hills alumni, you know, he's always kept me up to breast on what's going on at, at our former high school. But um, just his deep history with this organization from, you know, as he explained from his grandmother, to his time on the board and even leading the board to now being a resident. Um, he just is uh, just a great uh, person that, that, that spreads the, the, the great word about everything that's going on at ERS. And, and as you said, he's just a positive, positive role model for this organization. So I was thrilled to talk to him. 
Well, I'd say that's a great segue into our next guest, another very positive role model for everyone at ERS, our president and CEO, Lara Lamb. So we're here this week with president and CEO, Laura Lamb. How are you, Laura? Doing well, Brian. How about you? Good. Well, it's nice to have summer and the sun and uh, time outdoors and the pools. I know just like me, you enjoy the outdoors as well. Oh, I love summer. Last night, I don't know about you, but did you notice the beautiful sky at 930? It was still light. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those long summer nights are always, always the best. Well, and speaking of the month of being summer and the month of June, um, I know our organization spent a lot of time uh, celebrating and reflecting on the Juneteenth holiday. And um, uh, being late in June leading up to uh leading up to the holiday, you, you had sent out some reflections um, to our staff. And I wonder if you kind of kind of can share your perspective and how that was received in the organization. Oh, I'd love to. Um, so, you know, Juneteenth obviously is June 19th. So it's a combination of June and then 19th, 10th. And it's a holiday that is now a, a federal holiday, a national holiday that we celebrate. And Candidly, I've heard from people in my circle and within our organization that, you know, if it weren't for a few years ago, they would not have, they did not know what this holiday was. Right. And, um, you know, so I adopted the, the mindset that the more um, education and reflection we could do, the better. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that the church I um, am going to, uh, Christ Church Cathedral downtown, the Episcopal Cathedral, yeah. um, was doing a a ten day kind of devotional um, based on a devotional that Our Daily Bread had published, and I was getting a lot out of it. I was learning a lot about the holiday and slavery in the United States, and you know how far we've come, and yet how far we have to go, and it just was very thought provoking and in and in, um, allowed me to ask some questions about myself and, right. you know, what I'm doing. And I felt like there was a really good parallel path with our, we can do better. Mm-hmm. So um, the week leading up to the holiday, um, I sent out, I forget five or six um, yeah. devotional messages that were a combination of education, uh, you know, scripture and uh, encouraging self-reflection. Right. Uh, so it, it was, um, it was, it was frankly good for me. I think it was for those that uh, we posted some videos. We encourage people to get the devotional themselves, um, or just reflect on the emails. And you know, um, we had a lot of positive feedback from our staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, thanking us for highlighting a holiday that maybe a few years ago only um, black brown folks knew about. Um, so that was one piece of feedback. The other piece of feedback was, you know, wow, um, these resources are really great. There is more that I can do. And thanks for kind of helping us, um, along our journey of, we can do better. So very positive, positive, uh, feedback and reflection. 
Yeah. Well, and I, I, I just one memorable reflection was the, 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 the I think something that, that our Lisa Tolliver, our director of spiritual services had, had conveyed. And, and there was a quote by Cameron Carter, um, uh, in the African-American lectionary that, that he talked about, um, lagging that lagging liberation and that how you know you know freedom is both behind us and ahead of us and that that really resonated to me and and I think you, you tied that really in well into our we can do better efforts where while there's been progress made there's still a lot to be done and and I guess that leads me to you know our, our we can do better efforts and I think you made I think a recent announcement and, and coordination of, of the Lauren Brown uh, Empowerment Fund. And I wondered if you could maybe talk a little bit about that with our listeners about the, the next steps of, 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 of that fund and how that will impact our, our staff members. Right. Well, I, I couldn't be more excited about the Lauren Brown Empowerment Fund. And just for the listeners that maybe didn't hear that podcast, it's been a while right. ago. Right. You know, the summary is Lauren Brown was um, a lifelong learner, um, a member of our next generation leadership team that um, worked for us for a number of years. And she um, was, uh, her life was cut tragically too short. And she was um, literally at the cusp of beginning um, her nursing home administrator's mm -hmm. uh, license work. And um, I and others were excited to be her preceptor and mentor. Mm -hmm. And when she died, it really left a void in our organization beyond um, measure. And, you know, in that tragedy, we wanted to make sure that People, all staff know of her story of lifelong learning and, and development. Mm -hmm. And um, we thought we got her permission from her family to create a fund in her name mm -hmm. that is specifically designed not to be noticed. It's an empowerment fund, not a scholarship fund or a grant right. or, you know, a loan program. This is right. a program that's over and above all the other systems that we have in our organization that are for all staff. And this, and this is a fund that's specifically for black um, indigenous and people of color that are in our organization. And the fund further um, specifies that we want to lean in and help and support uh, staff members that have a passion for aging services. Right. So we want to help them along their journey. And we understand that all these other support systems are out there, whether it be scholarship or tuition or, you know, whatever assistance, but oftentimes people of color have other barriers that frankly, I didn't have, Brian, and right. you didn't have. Right. And so those barriers might be, I'm a single mother and the program requires me to go to Columbus to live for a week, right. or I'm doing the best I can to get to school. I'm a great student, but maybe I don't have reliable transportation. And that is a game changer in terms of me being able to continue this program to go from an RA to an RN or an LPN or go from, in Lauren's case, a community manager to an administrator in a retirement community. Right. So think of this fund as those 
over and above barrier busters, right. <laughs> the thing that, that frankly, money can solve and can even the playing field for people that maybe don't have um, the support systems or the, 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 the um, wraparound kind of uh, functions that maybe, maybe I, I, I had had. Nice. So it's, it's great. So our goal, Brian, is to raise uh, a half a million dollars wow. um, over the next few years. We're, we're into it. We have um, about $100,000 of donations already. Wow. And half a million dollars is really what's needed because we know that if we just get gifts, that when those gifts are gone, the program stops. Right. But if we can raise 500,000, we could create an endowment that'll grow mm -hmm. so that it will help people for generations. And that's what we're about. We are about changing, you know, one, one story at a time, changing our staff's lives who are deeply committed to aging services and don't need a handout don't need a right. handout right but just need a hand up and i and you and the entire slt mm -hmm. and the board want to be a part of that right well that's certainly transformative work and i i can't think of a better place to to really start by uplifting our staff uh, you know as you said people that uh, come from from underrepresented backgrounds to, to, to really lift up. So I, I want to thank you very much for your leadership in that area. And we need to do that work because if you look at the number of mm -hmm. underrepresented staff in yep. our workforce compared right. to the right. number of underrepresented staff in our leadership, there, right. there's disparity there. Right. And we want, this is one tangible way to develop people that already are in love with our mission and already, you know, deeply passionate about serving elders. Right, right. Well, that's great work. And I look forward to more information on that to come, uh, you know, come in the upcoming days, weeks, and months. So thank you again, Laura. Thank you, Brad. And, and, yeah, and then just to acknowledge this is this is a, a busy month of, of really acknowledging uh, other underrepresented groups, that meaning the LGBT community, this this being Pride Month. So I know there's some celebrations yeah. going out throughout June and the, 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 the parade is this weekend. So it's certainly yeah. worth acknowledging um, the sacrifices many in that uh, group have made um, throughout their lives and hopefully are feeling a world that's more accepting of them as well. Absolutely. And Brian, I just ask your listeners to go out to our social media, LinkedIn or other mm -hmm. venues. There is a wonderful video that really is so impactful that we've, we've shared widely. And mm -hmm. what I really like about it is, you know, sometimes we, we uh, focus on our staff, which is a great thing, but you know, right. racism and um, people uh, having stereotypes about um, the LGBTQ community and others, you know, transcend our workforce. They affect, they greatly right. affect our residents, right. whether that's in our residents in our residential, those we mm -hmm. serve in the community. Mm -hmm. And so what I really like about this video, um, not one more second mm -hmm. or one more minute I, <laughs> um, right. is so powerful because it, it is the voice of 
older adults and how uh, prejudice and isms have affected them in right. their life. And it, it's so powerful and it will make you look at issues differently by watching that video, I, I, I assure you. Yeah, it's always impactful to see those those human stories that that really come out from a lifelong struggle. So, um, yeah, I would highly encourage that as well. Well, Laura, thank you so much for coming online um, and sharing with us again. I think it's it's always good to to share what's going around the ERS community, and uh, we'll look forward to gathering again in next month in July. Looking forward to it, Brian. Thank you. Well, no shortage of topics there. Um, Lara really had some great news to share. Um, the mm -hmm. Lauren Brown um, in, endowment is, is really just terrific news to hear. It was great to get that update from Lara. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's a special month, uh, you know, between celebrating Juneteenth and all the, the, the great messages that she shared throughout the week leading up to the holiday, uh, you know, talking about uh, the Lauren Brown uh, Endowment Fund and, and you know, the, the effort to, to really fund how that can be a very transformative gift for many in our organization that are underrepresented and, um, and, and furthermore advance their careers because they love working with elders. And then of course, Pride Month and, and celebrating uh, all of our staff and residents that uh, are a part of the LGBT community. It, it's so important. So, you know, June is packed with a lot of stuff going on um, and a lot of celebration. So that, that was a, a great conversation with Laura. Absolutely. All good news. So uh, thank you for joining us for this latest episode of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. For more information about us, you can visit our website at episcopalretirement.com. We have lots of great content, including our Linkage online blog, resources to learning more about aging and, and the services we offer, and so much more, including more episodes of this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to see what's going on within ERS and our communities. If you have any questions or feedback for us, please email us at info at erslife.org. The Linkage Podcast is produced by Kristen Davenport and myself, Brian Reynolds. Our technical director is Caroline Perrier, who has done an excellent job putting together this show. I'd like to thank our guests today, Mike Krug and Shannon Braun, and as always, Always a special thank you to President and CEO, Laura Lamb. On behalf of myself, Brian Reynolds and Kristen Davenport, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to our podcast next month. Thank you, Kristen. Yep. Looking forward to it. Happy summer. <laughs>